Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside my co-host, Trey Lyle, and we are back with our second episode of 2024. Uh, Trey, I hope the new year is treating you all right so far. Yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty well. I'm uh, I'm enjoying myself, and uh, yeah, just this has been a, a really big sports week, so it's uh, it's kind of exciting to see. It certainly has not so much uh, around baseball, but in uh, other sports, especially football, both college and the NFL, it's been a big week. Of course, the college football playoff national championship game on Monday night, and then some big news with coaches uh, retiring and mutually parting ways. I, I don't know when mutually parting ways entered the the general vocabulary of American sports, but it seems to happen a lot more frequently these days. You don't see a lot of coaches getting fired. You see a lot of coaches and teams agreeing to mutually part ways. So I don't know when that happened, but that's uh that's the terminology you see a lot these days. Yeah, I mean when it's, it's Bill Belichick, um that makes sense. You and can't like fire Pete him. Car- and it's Pete Carroll, you can't really fire them because they've won Super Bowls and they're both, you know, two of the greatest, I would argue, two of the greatest football coaches ever. Um, Like, three of the top 15 football coaches retired this week. Because Pete Carroll kind of is underrated, but if you really think about it, he brought USC to, like, be it Brandon College football and delivered them a national or national titles. And then he went to Seattle and turned and had the greatest run in the history of that franchise. Went, been, went to two Super Bowls. You know, should have won two. Had won one, but should have yeah. won two. Um, and so, and then obviously Saban and Belichick, uh, which Bill's not done. You know, Bill's going to be a coach somewhere next year, whether it's, you know, in L.A. and Vegas and Atlanta, which would be kind of ironic. But, uh, yeah, so it's a – it's a wild week, but we're here to talk baseball. So uh we'll 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 tie that in. I don't know if you want to do that first, if you want to do that last, we'll we'll we can get to ahead. that. We've got some uh some other current we'll news next. to get to uh before we get into that. But um yeah, the starting things off today, uh the Los Angeles Dodgers are not done yet. Their historic offseason is continuing. They're bringing in Teoscar Hernandez to uh bolster their lineup a little bit. Of course, they've brought in uh, multiple pitchers in Tyler Glass now and uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto and, of course, Shohei Otani, although he's not going to be pitching this year. Uh, and now they bring in Teoscar Hernandez to bolster their lineup a little bit. I like this move. He's a good a good player. He's a little bit, uh, you know, under the radar, not, you know, one of the best, but a solid everyday guy that you can slot into the lineup and expect some pretty good production out of. So bringing him in there, you know, he's he can be a power hitter too. So uh, it's a good move for the Dodgers. And I, I think that, it just shows that they're really going all in this year. I mean, they are not letting up this offseason. Yeah, I mean, I think this is another deferral contract uh, off the top of my head. I, I don't remember seeing it. But, yeah. I I mean, the rich get richer. <laughs> all I got to say is with the Dodgers, 
They better win a World Series in the next two years. Like, they better. If you're, you know, if you're Dave Roberts, their manager, you better get to a good start or you're you know, losing your job. So, yeah, that's I mean, it. Like, at this point, I, good. <laughs> like, I don't know what else to say other than you better win. Like, that's kind of where I'm at. And that's what we expect from them pretty much every year. You know, it's hard to to pick anyone else as the favorite in the, especially in the NL West, but just in the National League overall, it's it's hard to pick anyone else as the favorite. Uh, obviously, the last couple of years, you know, the Braves have been up there as a co-favorite in the National League. And uh, well, I mean, it was like two years ago that the Giants won the NL West and had a historic season, like 107 wins. Uh, and then we we've, we've thought that the Padres were going to overtake them here in the past couple of years and they haven't. So it's hard to pick against anyone or hard to pick against the Dodgers, hard to pick anyone else in the national league West. Uh, but especially now with all the moves they've made this offseason, they really have to deliver. But the, the thing I love about it is that they are making all these moves and they're building up this insane super team. And, you know, everyone on social media is just like, great. They're still going to lose to an 87 win team in the playoffs because that's just what happens. They, they, they go out there, they win 110 regular season games, and they get bounced by the Phillies or the Diamondbacks or the Padres in the playoffs. It's That's just the way it goes. No one seems to have a whole lot of faith in them still. Yeah, I agree with it. Um, like I said, we'll see. But Teoscar Hernandez going to the Dodgers next season. Uh, the Atlanta Braves, they have avoided arbitration with A.J. Minter and Max Freed. They signed them each to one-year deal for 2024. Max Freed will get $15 million. I believe A.J. Minter gets around $6 million. Uh, obviously, it's good to avoid arbitration and just go ahead and give them a contract. Uh, that'll definitely help you know, team relations between the team and Max Freed. But Max Freed's going to be a free agent this coming offseason after the 2024 season. And he's definitely a guy that the Braves have to keep around. Uh, so, you know, I saw the news today, one of my former coworkers texted me saying that they, that we signed Freed and I was like, sweet, that's awesome. And then I looked and saw that it was just a, a one year deal to avoid arbitration. I thought we had extended him. So that's what they really need to do. That, that has to be the next step for the Braves is extending Max Freed because he is their ace. You know, Spencer Strider is a great pitcher, but right now Max Freed is still the ace of this team and they need to keep him around long term if they want to stay on top of the national league. So I mean, Obviously, they need pitchers given who they're going to have to face every year in the Dodgers. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he, they need more pitchers plus Max Fried. So they need to go ahead and make sure they extend him, keep him around long term, because he he is their ace and you can't let him go. But I don't know. I don't have a, a whole lot of faith in it, given the way the Braves have handled some contract negotiations in recent years, with Freddie Freeman and Dansby Swanson. But we'll see what uh, what happens when Max Fried becomes a free agent next year. If If they let it get that far, maybe they'll extend him before the season's over, I just don't have a whole lot of hope in that. Yeah, my guess is we'll get the free agency. Sorry, bud. I mean, I think he'll stay with the Braves, but he'll, you know, but Atlanta's done good. You know, they did it with Acuna, like Acuna. They've done it with Michael Harris. Like, they've kind of been ahead of things. So maybe they get it done. They could. But um, if he does get to free agency, you know where Max Freed is from? California. Yep. Santa Monica, California. He could end I mean, up in Los Angeles. Who knows? Give him a default contract. 
make them have to pay it when we're 80 years, make them have to pay it when we're 80 years old. Yep. Uh, that's about all the, the news that's going on around Major League Baseball. Although the Chicago Cubs did finally do something uh, last week on the podcast. We did our New Year's resolutions, and I said that the Cubs just needed to do something, anything. And they finally went out and signed Japanese left-handed pitcher Shoto Imanaga, a four-year, $53 million deal. So they finally did something uh, we'll just have to see how it pans out. He's, uh, of course, coming over from the J- Japan professional baseball. We'll have to see how it pans out this year's first season in Major League Baseball. But props to the Cubs on finally doing something because I was I was just saying that last week that they you know they brought in Craig Council and made a really big splashy move at the beginning of the offseason and have been quiet ever since. But now they're now they're a little bit of life in uh, Chicago this offseason. MLB.com. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, about time. I mean, if you're going to spend on a manager like Craig Council, like we'll see what they do with Bell, uh, if they can re-sign Bellinger. But, yeah, I think it's a good signing. We'll see how it works out. But I think overall it's probably a, a signing they need. If they're not going to keep Stroman, they definitely need to replace, you know, a starting pitcher. Definitely. MLB.com put out a list of their next 10 World Series predictions today. And uh, Trey went over this list a little bit, sent it to me earlier today, and now I'm looking at it. Their next 10 World Series predictions. Next year, I really like it. They say it's the Braves over the Orioles. That's I think that's so what we were saying happens, all of this question year. Question for you. If this actually happened, would you go to it like would you go to a game in Baltimore? Oh, I, I said that this past year. I said if it ended up being Braves and Orioles, I would absolutely try to go to a game in Baltimore. It'd probably be really difficult and really expensive. Give a host a Christmas but... present and maybe bring him with you. <laughs> Could do that, yeah. Yeah, it would be a lot of fun. Um, obviously, it'd be a lot more fun to go to a game in Atlanta, but mm-hmm. Baltimore is just three hours up the road, so I would, I would definitely try to do that uh, i have a co-worker now who went to a game in philadelphia last year when they were in the world series and he said that it was really hard to get tickets but when they finally got them they weren't too expensive but it's just you got to like get on the website at the right time make sure that you are first in line to get those tickets uh, if you don't want to end up paying thousands of dollars for them so i don't know which one i like more in this is 2029 i guess it'd be paul Skeens leaving uh, leading the Pittsburgh Pirates over Jackson Holiday and the Baltimore Orioles, or uh, 2033, which I'm pretty sure Mike Trout's contract is up by then. I'm not sure. But I'm assuming he wouldn't be on the Angels by 2033. I would hope call, That the Rockies beat the Angels. Like, two of the worst teams in baseball are going to play for the World Series in 10 years. I don't know if I believe that. Yeah, that's an um, interesting one. It's like, what what does MLB.com know about the Rockies that the rest of us don't? I'm just assuming they think they're going to be bad for the next couple of years and get a couple top prospects and be like, eh, we'll see. Maybe. That's the only thing I can think of. Maybe. But uh, question, if this is true and the Dodgers don't win the World Series till 25, ironically, over the Blue Jays, who are, um, you know, obviously those were the quote-unquote two finalists for Shohei, is Dave Roberts the manager in 2025? Or is yeah. it someone else? No. So you're saying basically if they, they don't win the World Series this year, yeah. they win it in 25. So that means he would survive if they don't win this year. Because I think 
Don't win the World Series. Unless they get maybe to the chance, maybe get there. I don't think so. I think that it's going to take a lot to get rid of Dave Roberts. Um, I mean, yeah, he has come up short a lot in the postseason, but he has brought them a World Series. He has brought them a championship. I think it's going to take a lot for them to to let him go to mutually part ways, uh, as we were talking about earlier. But I think that he's I think his job is pretty safe, even if they don't win a World Series. Uh, and, you know, especially you look at Shohei Otani not going to be pitching this year. Obviously, his bat is a huge addition to the lineup. But, you know, wait until 2025 when you have a full healthy season of Shohei Otani and then evaluate things after that. So I think he's I think pretty much no matter what happens. Dave Roberts does manage the Dodgers in 2025. 20-30, Phillies over Tigers. That's interesting. Mets over Yankees, 2026. That'd be like interesting. Like that, the Subway Series. Yeah. yeah. Pretty uh, pretty good list. I, I guess we'll wait a couple. Oh, I was going to say we're going to wait a couple months till we reveal our World Series predicts. Oh, picks, yeah. Or like a month or two. Can't I do mean, that yet. February... February 14th is when the uh, Yankees pitchers and catchers report. So we're almost there. Almost. Almost yeah, a month away. Uh, looking at th- this list again, it's interesting to me the the teams that show up multiple times. First of all, they only have the Braves in one World Series over the next 10 years. Granted, they have them winning it in 2024. So I'll take that. Um, they have the Dodgers appearing in two World Series. The Yankees appearing in two World Series. The Cubs appearing in two World Series in 2031 and 2032. But they have the Orioles appearing in the most three times. Three World Series appearances for the Orioles in the next 10 years. And winning in 27. Yeah. Seattle, the well, no, the Rockies, the Angels won the most left field, but Seattle over Arizona seems a little left fieldish too in 28. The Randy Johnson but I can series. See it. Yeah, I can see it. Give it. All the young talent both teams have. Yeah. Look, I'm still high on the Mariners. I think that they're still a really talented team. I think that they could be good for years to come if they play their cards right. Uh, And the Diamondbacks were just in the World Series. So will both teams still be this good five years from now? I don't know. Uh, But I I still like the Mariners. I think that they're still going to be a good team for the next couple of years. They're they're like my West Coast, my AL team that I root for. Um, Good job, lad. My NL team I root for is the Braves because I support you. Thank you. Look, I root for the I root for the Yankees also because of you. Uh, speaking of the Yankees, MLB on Fox came out with some of their game schedules for this upcoming season, and there's some pretty interesting games to look forward to on the uh, national yeah, the game's broadcast. The in the Bronx, so Aaron Judge will not go through a wall. <laughs> yeah. Um, you are still hung up about that. Yeah, uh, he went through a wall, broke his toe, and missed three, two thirds of the season, and the Yankees missed the playoffs. Like, come on, let's be real here. The catch of the year, <laughs> like, caused the Yankees their season. I don't know. They they probably would have won the World Series. Would have been nice for them to make the playoffs. It would. Uh, some notable dates to look forward to on Fox this year. June twentieth will be. A game at Rickwood Field, historic Rickwood Field. I think that's going to be a really fun and exciting game uh, this year. We got the All-Star Game in Texas on July 16th. The London Series on June 8th between the Mets and the Phillies. And I guess Fox is doing two broadcasts 
on June 8th because that's also their broadcast of the Yankees hosting the Dodgers in the Bronx. So that June 8th will be a big day for Fox, uh, the London series between the Phillies and the Mets, and then the classic matchup Yankees-Dodgers in the Bronx. That'll be a good day of baseball. Dude, the London series, that's awful. The London yeah, that series was, in the that morning. That a, a little more Irish. but uh... Yeah, I don't know what that was. A London <laughs> series in the morning and then, you know, Yankee series at night. So it makes sense. Can you do a Bronx accent? No, <laughs> I don't know. Let's, let's, let's move on. Let's, uh, let's, but that's, right, what so... we, that's what we got to look Go forward ahead. to on Fox so far. Uh, ESPN also came out with some of the Sunday night baseball games uh, for the early part of the season. March 31st, we get the Cardinals and the Dodgers. April 7th, a Texas showdown between the Astros and the Rangers. April 14th, Padres and Dodgers. A lot of Dodgers, a lot of Yankees, a lot of Red Sox on here, uh, as always. We got the Yankees and the Red Sox on June 16th. So a couple of good Sunday night baseball matchups to kick things off in the first half of the season. Hey, so obviously you mentioned it, Belichick and Saban retired. So I proposed this idea to Matt. And I, I just, I did a little research. And maybe because he was in the video when they talked about Saban. But I said, who is the baseball version of Saban and Belichick? So like the greatest manager of all time. So, all right. So but you want to. I also think like maybe we think for this person is like a cultural person among modern baseball too because the the guy with the most wins as i'm looking at it is connie mack and you know he he was a manager between 1886 and 1896 as a player and then managed from 1894 to 1950 winning you know and so like that makes no sense that's a good you know I picture three off the top of my head. And because another reason why I thought of this, of Joe Torre, and we'll get your thought in a second, is that a lot of conversation about Saban, what he did next is like, he could either go into broadcasting or if they made a college football commissioner, he should be it. And now Joe Torre, he's not the commissioner of baseball, but it wouldn't shock me if Joe Torre, with the role he has now, which is like, he's not, he's basically like Rob Manford's baseball number two in terms of like yeah. the rules and those things like he's basically the number two on like the baseball side not the business side if that makes sense um so i would not be shocked if joe tory would be the commissioner so i and also the patriots are sort of became an iconic brand the most iconic like alabama is like the brand in college football right. and the yankees are the brand in baseball and I know I'm a Yankees fan, but I feel like Joe Torre, like it was between Joe Torre, I, you know, I thought I thought about Bobby Cox. I even thought about Bruce Bochy. I was not going to pick Tony La Russa because people like it. People like Nick Saban and Bill Belichick for the most recent, and they're not assholes like Tony La Russa. So I didn't pick Tony La Russa. So I was down to those three, and I, at the end of the day, I was like, I think Joe Torre is it. So, all right. He's baseball's version of that. It, you, there's multiple ways you could look at this. Uh, do you want? Because you are, you can argue very well that Nick Saban and Bill Belichick are the greatest coaches in college and NFL of all time, but they're also the greatest modern coaches. You know, there are some older coaches yeah. that have also had great careers. So, do you want to look at the best greatest manager of all time, or like the current greatest manager? 
um, which there aren't there aren't too many active managers that I would put on a, a level of Belichick and Saban. Um, but it depends how you want to look at it. So thinking about you know active or recent managers, one that I think could fly under the radar a little bit, but has had a lot of success is Bruce Bochy. He's won four championships with the World yeah. Series that the Rangers just won, and he's won it with two teams. Nick Saban won championships with LSU and Alabama. So a little bit of a parallel between Bochy and Saban there. Um, I would maybe consider, you know, Connie Mack, who you pointed out, all-time winningest manager, managed for 53 years, won three World Series during his tenure as a manager. Three, or was it five? Might have been five. Let me... Five-time World Series champion. I already said it. I said it five minutes ago. Five World Series, but he managed for 53 years. He had a losing record, but he still had the most wins of all time as a manager. I would compare him to, like, Joe Paterno, just for the longevity and the wins. Yeah. Well, I mean, Belichick did was the head coach of the Patriots for 24 years, and he's not stopping. That's yeah, still a 20, long I mean, 24 years is a long time. I definitely agree with uh, the Joe Torre pick. I think that that is a really good pick. And, you know, it, it's when he managed the Yankees. Also, he managed them in the 90s when they had all their star players. They They were, you know like a resurgence of the Yankees again. Uh, also, like, a, a you think about brand. it, like, probably the most, again, I'm going to say the word iconic baseball player since of this generation, like, since you and I have been alive is probably Derek Jeter. Yeah. Probably Derek Jeter. And who is the most, like, the most iconic football player since we've been alive is Tom Brady. Like, granted, they're both Michigan men, so we're tying every headline this week, you know. Um, But I think, yeah, it just makes – I think Bobby Cox deserves, you know, deserves a stake. I think Bruce Bochy – I agree with you. I think Bruce Bochy – like, if Bruce Bochy gets a fifth, I might change my answer. But I think it's just – because I also think like Bill, Bill is looked at as like a leader in the sport. Saban is looked at as a leader in the sport, and Tory was always looked as, you know, the leader in baseball from a manager point of view. And I think that's a big part in this. Like I don't know if I don't, I would not expect Bruce Bochy just because of his personality. He's just a laid back dude. Like he's just gonna, you know, what he did between his time with the Giants and you know Texas, he just was like chilling, you know. I'm with you, Tori. Well, we agree. Look at that. Hey. We agree on some things. Sometimes. A lot of the time, actually. Yeah, it's because we're smart. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Also, we spend enough time around each other where we just pick up the same habits. Yeah. Uh, Well, give us your thoughts on who is the Nick Saban slash Bill Belichick of baseball. At Matkins News, at Trey Lyle VT, at Foul Ball Area. Give us that five star review wherever you get the podcast. Uh, like and subscribe wherever you get it. Uh, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcast and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.